All right. How y'all doing? Great. Everybody excited? It's Thursday. It's 4.15. Everybody's pumped? All right. Is it Wednesday? Sorry, see? I don't even know what day it is. It's been that maybe it's my... I'll tell you, I took a red eye through Chicago to get here. I don't recommend it. That's all I got to say about that. So, uh, so I'll start a bit. Give a little background. Um, we're going to talk some about the low vision features in Windows today. And... Uh, it's a mix of things, so I will tell you that there are two things that are coming in, a, in an upcoming release, and the rest of the stuff is available in the latest May update, so I'll kind of signpost that as we go. Uh, my name is Brett Humphrey, um, and uh, what I'm going to talk to you today really is kind of some of our, our mission at Microsoft. Uh, what, what do we have going on for low vision? And again, we're going to do a lot of demos as well. So... The mission at Microsoft really is to continue to empower every person and every organization on the planet to achieve more. So uh, it's true, and it's been great since Satya's been our CEO. It's really helped us to continue to fuel and do the work we're doing uh, day in and day out and release over, over release. And so uh, I want to take a little bit of time to tell you, well, why am I here? I myself am low vision. Uh, I have declining vision, and I've been also fortunate enough to be working on Windows uh, for about 12 years in the accessibility space. And I've been at Microsoft for about uh, 22 years doing lots of random stuff, so really fun. And one of the things that we're on around this mission is to make things kind of easier to discover. Because we do quite often get asked, I didn't know that you had a magnifier. I didn't know that you had a screener. I didn't, like, we, we hear that quite regularly. And so one of the first things you can do is when you go into the ease of access settings, we've really spent some time over the past couple of releases making it sound more actionable. So, for example, there are things like it says display. So you can go in, and the first thing in display is make your fonts larger, because that's fonts things that we find people want to do. Uh, we talk about magnifier, and we talk about, you know, uh, kind of the order in which we think people want to do things. So when I look at that, we look at font size, cursors, and we'll, we'll go into all of the pieces that are in here, uh, most of the pieces relating to low vision as we go through this. Uh, and so what we find is we get great commentary from folks. Like, hey, I would just like to have it easier to see. And that, that turns out to be lots of things. It could be that the screen is really bright, and they need to be able to have it uh, a dark background on light text versus dark text and light background. So how can I adjust color? Um, size. Size has a range of things. Again, text, uh, mouse pointers. How do I find the carrot where I'm typing? How do we do those things? And if that's not quite enough, some people want to magnify and had some really great feedback on magnification, and we'll go into that. And there are times where you're just fatigued and you'd like to have just the screener, excuse me, just have the computer read to you. And so that's kind of uh, the arc that we're on. And so the first space that we tend to talk with people about is it's too bright. And one of the basic options is to go into the color themes and switch it from light to, light to dark. Again, we're going to walk through all of these in a demo. But uh, they're just kind of screens here to show you what will occur. And most of all of our apps now will, will honor the, the color settings um, and really kind of help it make it you know, easier in the eyes for those that really don't like a super bright background. The next thing that comes around is, hey, look, it's really hard to read my text. And so we now have the ability to go in and make text bigger. And we can go up to 225%. What's really interesting about this feature is we released it uh, on our last release, and uh, sorry, two releases ago, and it was tagged as one of the top ten features for Windows because it turns out everybody wants to enlarge their font to some percent. So some people use 110, some people use 112, 
Some people use like, I'm usually around 200, 205, but it's 1% increments, so you can really kind of dial in what works best for you. And uh, so it's been, it's been a really good success, and we got some really good feedback um, from Paul Thoreau, who's a really, he's a good critic of, of Microsoft in a, in a really good way. And he said, hey, it's great to see Microsoft living its promise about how do we take, you know, uh, make everything more inclusive. And so he said this, he felt this was one example where we're really living that for everybody. Well, we heard it, this other really great feedback. They're like, so I've got this little teeny white mouse pointer, and it's lost in a sea of white, and I would like not to lose my mouse pointer. And so we did two things. We just said, hey, uh, we'd like to make it bigger. We thought that'd be good. And then we realized, well, we could also add color. So what if we did that? And so we have about, about eight pre-colored sets that you can pick. And you can also select any color you want. And it turns out that we put this feature in assuming most people to enlarge the mouse. It turns out most people just colorize it versus enlarging it, even if they're using large text. But the option is there. And moreover, again, it turns out that several people will just change their mouse color because they frankly just want a different colored mouse and it matches what they want for their personality of their system. So some people, you know, have certain uh, sports teams. It might be blue or green. Uh, if you're out in Seattle, you know what I mean. Uh, but you can pick those colors and kind of do what you want. And we said, well, what if we took that a step further? And this is something that's coming up in a future release, just to be clear about where this is at. Uh, we said, hey, we would also like to start being able to make the text insertion point of the text caret easier to find. And so you can make it a little larger, but we're also adding the ability to put um, kind of a little adornment on that so that they're easier to find, and you can colorize those as well. So as you're typing and you're looking at the screen, you're like, oh, there's my text insertion pointer. Um, and so I will show that today. What I'm showing today um, is something that will be out in the, in the near future. So this is what's called an insider's build, but it'll give you a preview of what's coming in, in the next major release. And then, of course, as we go into magnification, we had some really great feedback, and it really centered on, uh, you know, around two things. Um, one, there's a lot of jitter. It wasn't as smooth as it could be, and that was bothering uh, individuals. And then secondly, um, it was really around the fact that you kind of had to push out on the edges of the full-screen magnifier, and folks really just wanted the center of the mouse to always be centered, and so we uh, enabled everything to be centered. Um, by default, after we fixed the jitter, in the latest releases, uh, when you turn on uh, magnifier, we will track the text insertion pointer. And when you tab around, we'll follow focus. And when you, when you use the mouse, we'll follow the mouse, and we'll kind of follow whatever is the last thing you're using. So it, it continues to be a, a smooth experience. So we spend a lot of time really tuning that so it's a better experience. We've turned on some things by default to really make it a better default experience for you. So uh, feel free to give that a try and give us feedback. And so I'm going to go into a demo, because why not? Let's just go through it. Again, since I am oops, low vision, I'm having to really look close to my machine. So this is kind of the default where Windows starts. It's not showing. What happened? No. Okay, hopefully it comes back. All right. The world is good. Um, so what you see here is that it's just standard, it's really bright. And again, if a lot of people don't like that it's really bright, what I'm going to do is just, I'm going to go into Cortana search, and I'm just going to type in color. And the first thing that shows up will take you right to this spot. And the very first option is a theme color. And it says light or dark. And so I'm just going to flip it to dark. 
It'll take a moment for it to do its thing. And then we immediately have a dark mode that makes it nicer and easier for people to see. And so now I'm going to come over. This is the Windows Mail program. It immediately picked up and went to dark theme for you. Okay, so we're, we want to make sure that things that are free, that are inbox, that they work and they kind of scale with you and your needs. So there's this other thing that sometimes happens. Is that you see I have this, my PowerPoint on the left, there's these tiles. Oh, it's already on. Sometimes the transparency effects will be on, uh, and you can kind of see through things in the background. And you can turn it off. So if you ever come across apps that have this kind of semi-transparent background, and it, you can, things kind of bleed through and make it difficult to see, you can turn that off. So the two things I always do, for me personally, when I'm in here is I turn off, color transpa or turn off transparency, and I, I turn things to dark theme because it's just nicer to use. Now, again, we're talking about that kind of easier to you know, find things and use them. If I want to make my text bigger, sometimes it's hard to find a lot of that stuff in settings. So I'm just going to type in bigger text. And it's going to take me right to the ease of access settings. It's going to put me in the display settings, and it's going to put me right on the text size. So I'm just going to take, oops, sorry. I'm going to take the slider and just move it to the right. <clears throat> and there's a, sample there's a sample text up above. And I have it set to 225, so we'll just see how that goes. And I'll hit Apply. And you can immediately see that everything here got larger. And I'm just going to move over to Windows Mail. Everything in Windows Mail got larger as well. So even the menu is on top. And if I go all the way over here to uh, Word that I have open, in the latest versions of Word, even the menus now get larger. So if I... So if I go into the backstage, it's larger. If I open just the home pane, all of these pieces are larger. So they're much easier to, to kind of see. And so that scales in relation to the fonts that you have. And so when we started this a couple, a couple of releases ago, as we continue to work with more and more applications, these things become easier and easier and more things will scale. So there's a long way to go. But as, as you find things, you run across things that don't work for you, just hit Windows key F, give us the feedback. I'd really like this app to work better. So anyway, that's again, how we're continuing to kind of <clears throat> go through. Now, again, you'll notice that we're on display on the, if you, on the left-hand side of the settings. The first one is display. We're going to go down to the next one. And that's really our mouse pointer options. And what we have are a few options. We've got about 16 different size pointer sizes, so some are super, super large. And then right here we have turn on a color. Oh, yes. So we'll assign a color. And uh, if you really don't like the color we picked, you can pick any color you want for this thing. Can you set up a scan so that when you turn this on, it's the way you want it? Uh, once you set it, it's going to stay that way. So I'm going to make it this mouse pointer. I'm going to make the mouse pointer a little smaller. <laughs> All right. How's that? I can leave it that way. Well, I'm going to zoom in a little bit. It's going to consume a lot of space, but it's fine. If that's better for you, I'll do it. Perfect. Does it still have the feature where you hit the control key and it'll magnify it for a second? The concentric circles that come in? Well, you, you hit the control key like you can't find your mouse on the, on the screen. Yeah. And you hit the, the, the 
Uh, we do not have, no. Uh, what we had was those little concentric circles. Um, I think there were add-ons that did that. And it is, it's great feedback because we've heard several things like, I would sometimes like it to stay smaller but be able to be larger and then found. So that's awesome feedback. So thank you. Uh, so, uh, yes, this version is a very fresh version. This is a, a pre-insider build. Um, this, this particular mouse pointer stuff, the recently shipped in the May update, just, uh, you know, June, it's, it's Windows 10, and, and, yeah, so Windows 10 May update will have the large pointers in it. Yeah, so that this this should be in the May update. So, so awesome. So I'm, I'm going, so now this particular next feature is not yet released to public. This is in the Insider build. This will be out in the next version of Windows. But we realize that, you know, it, how, how can we help make finding the the text caret cursor, the text caret, text insertion pointer? It's got lots of names. The thing where you type is really what I like to call it. Uh, you know, how do you make that easier to see? And so we put those together in a place, and we're, we're, we're allowing um, this little curse, the, uh, some indicators to help you make it, find it easier. You can color those and set a thickness. You gotta love demos. No! See, that's twice now demos have uh, gave me problems. There it is. Update. Yes, that's correct. Well, what happened? No, that's what happened. So I, yes, I'll get to that in just a second. So you notice where I'm typing, there's these little things above and below. So uh, we're working on those size edges and shapes, and, and so we got feedback. That's great. When will this ship? I'll just say the next version. Because <laughs> uh, we, we're doing that great at giving dates. But if one were to theorize that about every six months we put a new update out, plus or minus, There'll be one coming soon enough, uh, but it doesn't. It does uh, include this. Uh, this version is one of the insider versions. Yeah. So this, this is like, actually, it'll be an. In Correct for this. You will get the same screens in the latest update, but you will not have this cursor part. So the text cursor stuff is not yet shipping, but the cursor size is, the text size is, that stuff is all in the latest Windows 10 update. Yeah. Now I'm just gonna go ahead and turn on magnifier. And one of the first things that you'll notice is as I move around, we're at the center and I can zoom in further. We spent a lot of time making it smoother because there was some jitter that was causing people fatigue and annoyance, and so we've, we've spent a lot of time making it nice and smooth. And notice it's sticking right to the center of the mouse. So you have the option to turn that on as well. And then if you scroll down here a little bit, you'll notice there's a number of options. And you, by default now, you'll see follow the mouse pointer. Uh, we're going to follow keyboard focus. We're going to follow text cursor as it types. And you can also follow narrator. So if I turn narrator on, 
Magnifier window. Settings, settings window, settings, home, search box, vision, use magnifier, turn on magnifier, press the windows logo key plus plus, plus, to turn on magnifier. Press the windows logo key plus ESC to turn off magnifier. So you notice that we're even, we're even doing word by word reading inside uh, narrator and then as even those words track, we're gonna follow those tracks for you. And this is doing this not just inside, you know, this is inside settings. Uh, we do the same thing in the web browser. We do the same thing in a Word document for you. Exiting narrator. And then one of the things that will be coming out soon that we're pretty excited about is the fact that uh, the new magnifier, oops, the new magnifier, we're starting to build reading into the magnifier. Now this is a preview, it is not yet out in the public, but I want to walk through this with you first with an email. This mic is hot. Let's zoom out for a second. Yes. So what I, what I did is I just hit the little arrow button over here, and I'm just going to press on the email. Hello class. I have been using this site to help with my research project this semester. Have you found any other good resources? This website also looked pretty helpful. Underwater volcano notes. So now when you go in and, and you're just like, hey, I would like to be able to have it read something to me, you can do that. I'll do it when I'm zoomed in as well. I'm going to go over to a Word document. Yeah, sorry, that was a duplication. One interesting fact about underwater volcanoes is that they deposit about 75% of the annual magma output on Earth. The molten magma and hardened lava shape the ocean floor and create the edges of... So what we do, even when we're zoomed in, we're inside the Word document, we will follow that focus for you if you want as it's reading along. And we've spent quite a bit of time to like the 75% and some of these phrasing things. Uh, we've really spent some time to improve those. And we spent quite a bit of time also just looking at, you know, can I read by sentence, read by word? And so you'll see those things occur. Um, there's some controls in here that will move forward, move backward for you. So you can jump by sections if you want. So those are all things that are kind of coming up in the next release. So if you're one of those really brave people, like I want to try it really early, uh, we always encourage people to sign up for the Insider Build. I would recommend a separate machine for it. I mean, you are taking stuff that is not finished, uh, but it's really generally pretty stable, and we get some really great feedback. So that was kind of the, the demo. Do you have any questions from the demo before I dive too, too much further into this? Yeah. Go ahead, go, I'm gonna run a mic, I had a mic. Check, check, check. Okay. So there's a question back here, sorry. Yes, some screens were bright even when I had dark mode on, that's true. Uh, some uh, some apps are, are working towards uh, fully supporting it, um, but like Windows Mail does and other apps will. 
High contrast, you, you, dark mode is not high contrast. They are two separate things. Uh, there is a high contrast mode that is also uh, separate and can be used as well. Does that answer the question? Okay. Yes, question? It looked like, it looked like with magnifier you had the play button and that kind of thing for the um, text-to-speech. Um, is that going to live in magnifier or do you have to turn on narrator before you access that via magnifier? Uh, great question. Uh, in the next version of Windows, uh, there will be the controls in the magnifier. You do not have to turn on narrator. The reason I was turning on Narrator was just to, that we get some great questions uh, quite often, like, does the magnifier track Narrator focus? Yes. Do we track centered mode? Yes. Do we track text mode when you type? The answer is yes. And what happened is previously they weren't on by default because we had a lot of feedback about things not being smooth. And we fixed a bunch of those things being smooth, and so we feel that we're at the place where we have the right and better user experience. But the thing that's very different is that when you're in Narrator reading that same Thing, you'll hear things like heading levels and link. We're, when you're using the magnifier reader, we'll just read the text for you because we believe that you can see those details. And so it's really important for us to kind of scale how that reading is and what that, that reading sounds like. Uh, other questions? Because I love Q&A. Um, is this demo available on your website? Because some of us even make it to visit the children, it's kind of hard to follow. Some of us as well live in the community. Ah, yes, I have a great announcement on this one here. So, yes, I will get to that in a moment. Actually, I can just go to it right now, and then we can do more Q&A. How does, does, does this translate, transfer over even to the Internet? Ah, excellent question. Let's go there and do it. So this is Google Chrome, uh, and it's because we enlarged the fonts, it's enlarged. Uh, the website in this case is actually forcing the background to be uh, a lighter color. But you notice that even in Google Chrome, when you go into all of its UI, all of its UI is larger as well by default. Up here it's larger by default. And uh, if I go over here to, yep, if I go over here to, if I go over here to Edge, and I zoom in, Again, going back to the, to the reading, I'll click the little button for reading. Annual magma output on Earth. The molten magma and hardened lava shape the ocean floor and create the edges. And so we'll, we'll also read through the web as well. Yeah, so our goal is that it's, it's, when it's in mail, it's in Word, it's in, it's in, uh, it's in the website, websites as well. So we're, again, we're really excited to you know, announce and talk about the fact that we'll have reading built into Magnifier. Again, that's coming in our next release. So looking forward to it. If you really want to try it out early, you, know, you can try an insider build. But I do understand there's a, there's a challenge in that at times. Okay. I will come to those in one moment because I wanted to answer the other question, which is about uh, training. We have partnered with Hadley. And so Hadley is doing a bunch of training with us, and they actually have an entire section on low vision. Uh, they're doing work on using screen reading. And so we're doing a bun bunch of work there. We've also been doing uh, webinars as well. So if you go to, uh, to microsoft.com slash accessibility, 
There's links to the webinars there. Microsoft.com slash accessibility. Yeah. And so we're doing uh, some webinars there. We did some recently on Narrator. Yeah, thank you. And But we had a great feedback that, hey, sometimes they're at a pace it's kind of difficult. So your point about being able to self-learn and, and take it at a slower pace is one of the reasons that Hadley, we're working with Hadley. So I'll just give you a quick example of the video that, that they've created. This was released yesterday, I believe. Hadley presents Customizing Windows for Low Vision Series. When you're using a computer, do you ever have trouble viewing items, or does the brightness of the screen affect what you can see? Well, you'll be happy to learn that you can customize your computer using Windows Ease of Access. Ease of Access is an easy... I'm not going to go through all of it, but it, it takes a little bit to go through it. But they, they will take you through kind of step by step as well. Oh, hang on. What's being recorded? Wait. Sorry. Yeah. Somebody have to sign up for Headley? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I didn't realize you had to pay for it. I thought it was free. Okay. It's a Awesome question. I don't know the answer to that, uh, so I don't want to speak to it. Our, I believe our intent is that they would be part of the free series, but I can't. I don't know for sure yet. So I will double check that. So thank you. It's a great question. Okay. So well, it's good feedback. Thank you. I've heard both ways. Some people are like, "Yay, I'm excited," and other people are like, "Man, I don't want to," but it it does it does um, speak to. We are trying to work as many angles as possible so people have, ac as access, ugh, have access to the information as, as many ways it suits them. What about YouTube? What about YouTube? I've heard of that. <laughs> so, sorry. Yes, that is. <laughs> yeah, no, I knew what you meant. I'm sorry. Um, it is true. We do need to, to do that. The webinar stuff, I believe, are done through YouTube, I think. Do you know what that is? Yes, the recordings are posted to YouTube. So our plan is that we, as we do those, that we will have more of that come out. So the, I will tell you the clear thing that we've learned over the past six months to a year is that people are excited and want to learn, and they want to learn in a place where they can do it at their own pace. And so we're really we're working towards that. It's, it's definitely a very important thing for us right now uh, because I appreciate what I hear from people uh, talking with people at the conference over the past few days. They're like, we're excited. I didn't know you did all this. And now people are like, where do I go? I want to learn at my own pace. Uh, and so it's been really good feedback. So thank you. There were a couple of questions. I'll come back to you in a moment. There were some people that had hands up, I thought. Okay. Okay, here you go. Well, if some of this was in text, we could kind of like stop reading and then, you know, try it out. The other question I have uh, relates to magnifi magnification within the <coughs> programs. You can create, you can choose larger fonts in Word. So for those people who cannot read with 225%, my first question is, can you pick really big fonts in Word and then use this on top of it? Second question, Adobe has the ability in large things, large the print. Can you use this modality to enlarge the enlarged Adobe? 
Great, great set of questions. Um, inside Word, you can do the pinch to zoom and scale it. Uh, it is, it is a, the scaling of the app is, a, is independent of magnification. So you can magnify any app in any state that the system is, that the system's in. So it, it, the magnification will always be complementary to whatever the system, at, system is at at that time. Um, so that's certainly, and we just felt that was the best way to be able to manage that so that you're not trying to manage multiple things at once. Uh, there's a question about the large fonts. The large fonts setting today, uh, as, as Microsoft continues to have more apps uh, use it, you'll see it show up more in all the menu areas. Uh, and then, again, the demo I did was actually in Google Chrome. Uh, they were interested in making sure that Chrome was hooked up to this. So Chrome automatically respects the settings, and they enlarge it. And so we've been doing quite a bit of work uh, there as well. And so what we find is that there are more and more companies that wish to actually make that work with the inbox assistive technology. So it's been great to be able to work with them and work with other companies to get that uh, to come together. I think those are the questions. Uh, change, change your, your menu, so that's well, I, I wasn't going to comment on that so much. Um, I oh, was talking about magnification. Yeah. Okay, on magnification, when you were talking about um, the new version coming out, um, where we'll be able to read you know, to you in there once you have it on. Um, you can also customize your ribbon. If you're just using the plus and the minus for magnification, or you have it on, you also can go in and customize your ribbon to put the speak feature on. So do you ever use that at all? So it will also read that way until, until you invest in the new version, let's say. Uh, that's a great question. So you mean like in Word where we have the speak and, and the read? Uh, there's also, yeah, uh, I don't. Um, the reason I don't is that I personally use a screen read. I use, when I'm writing documents, I use more to the screen reader side than just the reading side. And that's generally because I'm typing and editing and I want to hear things like misspelled. And if I read back through it, I went on and entered and exited those areas. There's also this very subtle thing that's in the narrator right now called reading with emphasis. And what happens is when you get to bold words, italicized words, underlined words, we will shift in the tone and speech and rate. And that's really done because oftentimes people who are cited will use bold, underlined italics in a way that is draw your eye to it. And so I listen with that on and so I can get through documents faster and know what I need to respond to and think about those things. So there are different uses for them. And so what we recognize is that what you're seeing occur is that we think people want to go in and set display and kind of increase their text, and that's true for a large population. And as you go down a little bit further, you're like, I'd like to make my mouse pointer a little larger. I'd like to make my care easier to see. Then you get into uh, high contrast, you get into screen reading. So it kind of is, uh, you know, kind of progressive as the things you need and that they blend together. So we're working on continuing to kind of blend these things together so they feel better for everybody. Does that make sense? There's also another thing, too, about read aloud. Uh, for those of you who aren't familiar with Read Aloud, it is in Word. It also is in the Edge web browser. But if you have dyslexia or just uh, neural differences for reading, it will actually um, separate words out for you. Larger line spacing, it leaves a very specific font that's designed to be easier to read. Uh, and then it will highlight as it goes. So there's some, again, other uses for the Read Aloud that are great. So she was, she was just talking about um, which the question she just asked you, she was talking about the ribbon and reading it and all that. What does she mean by that? Uh, in the ribbon, there is a, there is a book. Oh, ribbon, huh, thank you, yes, got it. Uh, I will show you. 
Uh, it, is, it, is, it is the name of, uh, when we used to have the menu inside Word, and it looked like more of a classic menu. Hang on. Uh, the ribbon is this thing up here at top. Oops, not there. So I'm going to miss. This is known as a ribbon across the top. So in, in Word, a long time ago in Word, in older versions of Microsoft products, you just had a file with a bunch of menus that drop down. This thing here is considered the ribbon. So that's the technical name for the thing is poke at the stuff that you want. So yeah, it's a great question. So, yeah, so the, the question was, uh, how does this work in Excel? So in Excel, uh, you will still get the larger uh, ribbons, um, the control surfaces, um, and that's in the newer version. So I'm gonna, I do want to be clear that the things that you're seeing around these improvements in Word and in uh, Outlook that will come out in, in Excel, that is through Office 365. So you do have to kind of be on that pace of, of taking some of the newer updates. Uh, the, color, the colorization stuff is still very Excel-specific. Excel does respect high contrast mode, um, but uh, otherwise you still have to do your own coloring and things inside of, uh, inside of Excel and it won't work like Excel does. So if you wanted bright yellow versus a red, if you wanted to shade something or put a, a, you know, a hash versus using color only, those things are still all available in Excel, but they are, they are uh, complementary to this. It's a good question. Yeah. Yeah, I was in yesterday's class on Narrator. I had a, and I was the one that asked about doing, going into a web page and, and, and trying to get a list of the links. And I did the insert, well, I did the caps lock plus F7. And I didn't get a list of the links. It kept saying, not in table, not in table. Are you familiar with that? I've got the one that loaded in in the May 19th version. Okay. Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, we'll take a look at that. Uh, what, what web browser were you using at the time? Yes, some of the Chrome stuff is still coming. That's true. So the Chrome stuff that I showed yesterday was in an insider build that's coming out. And so the Chrome stuff was an early preview. If you do the Caps F7 in Edge, it will show up. And in the next release that's coming out, it, the uh, Chrome will be fully supported, so that will be there. Yeah. Microsoft Edge, it will work. Yeah. It, it, okay. And then if you're, and then the Chrome stuff. The, again, we were in a preview for Chrome, and then that will be fully supported in the next release. So that should that would actually should work. All right. It's a great question. Thank you. Other thoughts, questions, any? You want some time back? I don't even know what time it is. Oh, another question? 4.50. So we're close to on time. I mean, I can talk more if you want me to. But, uh, okay, yeah. Thank you. I primarily use Outlook as my mail client at home on my Office 365 subscription. 
But when I click on a hyperlink in somebody's email to hit, send them an email, it goes, it defaults, I guess, to Windows Mail or somewhere else that's not very usable with, with JAWS rather than going to, uh, going to Outlook. How do you change that? Uh, how do you change the default email client that's open? So if you click on a mail to or someone's email address, it's opening win um, Windows Mail versus Outlook. Is this Windows Mail, the blue screen with the white envelope, is that Windows Mail? Yes. Okay, that's where it goes. There's a way to set the settings. When you go into the uh, settings, there's an app category, and under that, there's something called default apps, and there's one there for email, and you just select it, and it gives you a choice of whatever mail clients are installed on your computer. Well, or specifically, it'll give you a choice between Outlook and Mail. I don't know if it supports other mail clients like Eudora or whatever. Yeah, it's, it's something to be tricky with the default. Um, so will the color change work on that too, on Outlook? Uh, Outlook, is, uh, Outlook is working on it, and it is supported in upcoming releases in their Office 365 branch. Yeah. I like the big yawn. I'm, I agree. It's been a long week. I, ke I keep thinking it's Thursday. So. You guys are mentioning Chrome and Microsoft. What exactly does that mean? I mean, like, I've been given a Chrome device at work, and we use a one-to-one -one Chromebooks. So, uh, when I, when, sure, when we're talking about Chrome, we mean Chrome, the Google browser. So, so there's, there's several browsers that can be installed on Windows. Chrome is one of them, and it is the number one browser on Windows today. And so we just want to make sure that people that are on Windows, if they choose to use, whether it's Edge or Chrome or Firefox, whatever browser choice that they want, uh -huh. that we just work with it. And so we've spent quite a bit of time uh, over the last few releases getting Chrome to work and then also bringing Firefox online. So this next year, at least, we'll have the Google, uh, Google Chrome browser will be fully, fully accessible. And we just say Chrome for short, so it's a great clarifying question. Thank you. No, it's, it's, yeah, it's Chrome is an overloaded term with Google, so thank you for that question. Yeah. Uh, will Narrator, uh, is there any work being done to, to have Narrator um, interface with Dragon? That is a great question, and it is definitely on our backlog. Um, there are some, there, it's, it's a unique challenge to actually deal with speaking, text being inserted, and then knowing when narrator can start speaking, because it's very difficult when you're trying to dictate and having something read to you. And I was talking to someone about this the other day. I said, start, you know, you ever been like adding up numbers? You're like two, four, two plus four plus eight. Somebody's going five, three, six, seven right next to you, and you're like, stop it, stop it. That, that's kind of the experience you get when you're trying to talk to a computer, and then suddenly your screen is reading back while you're trying to think about your train of thought. So it is an area that we know uh, we're, um, it's on our backlog, and we're certainly you know, looking to, to work on that in the future. Hey, we used to get in trouble for that talk to you, apparently. That's awesome. All right. I love that. All right. Yeah, sure. If you want.
you mean when you install and do a new do a new setup? Yeah, when you're installing a new operating system. Thought you could. I thought you could skip it. Yeah, the, I think it's a really subtle link, I'll be honest with you. It, it is something like in the bottom line, it's like it looks like a link, not like an obvious button. And you can go click and skip. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, it's a great question. I thought there was a way to skip it. I, but we will, we will here's what, here's what uh, we'll make sure, great plug by the way, uh, if you're not aware, there's a thing called the Disability Answer Desk at Microsoft, or if you're an enterprise, there's the Enterprise Disability Answer Desk, and the phone call is free, the service is free, and, uh, and things like where I'm like, I don't know, in the specific case, I'm not sure, uh, you can call them, and I think I even have it on a slide here, I'll pull it up. But it is a way to get service to help you out and just um, to get that answered. It is interesting because, uh, is it on here? <coughs> yeah. Uh, you, that's great. That's great. It, yeah, please, please do that. Follow up um, and we'll do what we can to help you. I, I believe you, we should be able to allow you to skip it, that's my opinion. But. Whether we do or not, different deal. I was just trying to say that when I went to Outlook, that was one of the best moves I ever made. Awesome. Uh, all right. Any other thoughts? I appreciate the comment on my, it's okay if my computer talks back. That still cracks me up. <laughs> You're, you're, all right, well, we'll follow up with you after this session. Awesome. All right, any other thoughts, questions, comments? Thank you all for taking the time to be here. Uh, I appreciate it. And I appreciate the feedback today, too. So have a wonderful day. Enjoy the rest of the conference. Sorry, I, can, can you step forward a bit? I'm having trouble hearing over the background. I'm just having a hard time hearing over the background. No, because it, well, it's no different than doing this right here, where if I zoom in, it'll just zoom in full scale, full screen, so it'll be additive that way, but you can't add more font size to it, if that's what you mean. So once, once you zoom, what's the highest you can go? Oh, it's like 1600? What do we do? I'm sorry, like 10? Like no, I think it's like 16x. Hang on, I'm zooming in right now. So, if you, do you have to zoom, or can you just start with it on zoom at 11 or something? Oh, I, yes, yes, I see your question. Yes, you can so turn around. Because people think of actively having to zoom in, and then they 
Zoom every time. Right. That's so a great point. If you're in Zoom, can you just have it read? Uh, this place you're going now, like my blessed columns. Yeah. A, a user manual. Yeah. You know, how to start your car. And you set it in your Zoom. And so it'll just simply go down the thing in that Zoom and maintain it. Mm hmm. True. So there's some way of making it. Is there a command for zooming? In Adobe, I don't know. In no, Windows, yes. Yeah, so I'm, oh yes, I'm using Windows Key Plus, and it just zooms into whatever my last zoom my last zoom level was. So how do you rise to the magnification Two two reasons, two ways. If you uh, I don't know if you can see the screen over there right now, but there's a there's a thing that's that you can uh, select, select the size. It's just, it's part of the UI, it's part of it. Or you hit Windows key plus and minus. No, I mean, one, no, there's, okay, that's a great question too. I have mine set to 25%. You can, it, I think by default it's 100. So you can, you can change the, the zoom level increment. I just happen to have mine set smaller. No, but can you do it numerically, like Microsoft key plus seven? No. No, it's a good. Uh, generally, yes, because then, but once you're done, if when you zoom out, you come back in. But that's a great idea. That's a great idea. No, no. See, they have a, with the, the, the uh, magic thing, you could hit uh, catwalk plus yeah. half of minus oh. in out. No, that's great. So, so you can jump all the way out. I'm going to make this note because it's being recorded. Uh, control Alt numbers to like just jump to different magnification levels. That's awesome. Control Alt seven or something. Yeah. Yeah, that's a really good oh idea. We, we, you can't do it, but I love the idea, so you can't do it today. That's why I would, respectfully, I would have a distance from you, and I kind of tend to come up with these ideas. Yeah, it's good. Eventually, when I send you the deck, you know, I'll be in the computer labs doing my end of the work. Yeah. I don't expect you to do the work for me. Yeah. We'll figure it out. Yeah, thank you. You just read the elders and people in the whole world. That's awesome. No, I love Outlook. It's good. When I buy my Outlook with Windows 10, I'm going to have to subscribe to it, though. I can't buy it outright. My, my office, I'm going to have to pay for it by month. Can you buy the whole thing? I don't know. Everything's going to subscription these days, but I don't know. There still might be a, a perpetual license option. I don't know. Okay. Well, you know, yeah, one question on the, on the Windows 10. Yeah. Oh, sorry. How, did you get, how did you get to the magnifier? Oh, gosh, let me pull it Because I had to key it in. I, mean, I was kind of new at Windows Oh, 10. yeah, no problem. Sorry, let me show you that. I figure out where to find that magnifier at. So uh, what I'm doing is I'm holding down the Windows key, mm -hmm. and I use the plus sign. Key. Oops, sorry, I missed the plus sign. And it'll zoom in for you. Okay. The other thing, too, what I'll show you is if you, if you, go, to, if you go to magnifier, uh, let me do this. Control-Alt-M will bring up the magnifier set. Oh, that, that's not what I wanted. Set in my book there. So the other thing, too, is that um, once you, if you go into, into the settings, mm -hmm. we actually uh, tell you, um, you can set it up for log on, Windows key plus, to turn on magnifier. And then, so we do try to tell you some of it. In the magnifier itself, but yeah, I use a uh, Windows key plus. Yep, Windows key and the plus sign. 
Yes. Gotcha. And I've got mine set to pretty. You can change the the, the, the inc increment size. So mm -hmm. some people like to jump by a lot. I had mine set pretty small, so. Yeah, you always look small. Yeah. So. Yeah, you get it too big, you take up the whole page. Yeah. Uh, yeah, does that help you, sir? Yeah, that's good. Awesome. Yeah. Good. I was kind of new at Windows 10. Yeah, good. I'm glad you figured it out. So. Yeah. All yeah, right. I need it. Thank awesome. You. You're welcome. That'll work for him. It won't work for me. Awesome. You get Yes. Well, I have a, a story comment question. Love all of it. So story comment question. are from the NEAT Center in Hartford. Okay. NEAT, which is New England Assistive Technology. Awesome. And when Windows Vista came out. I remember this. We, yeah, we uh, were a MARC center. Okay. Microsoft Accessibility Resource Center. Okay. And they actually sent us a machine with Vista on it before it was available yeah. so that we could show it to people. Right, get the early, early beta feedback? Like, yeah, like, it, and, and they gave us a bunch of CDs where you could hand them out to people, and it went, and the CDs were these sort of show people where, you know, how to get into ease of access. Yeah. And it was sort of, and do you guys still do programs like that? So, uh, yeah, we, abs we absolutely do. So the program has changed to what's called the Microsoft Insider Program. And so you go sign up for the Insider Program, and you can flip your computer to Windows 10 to the Insider Program, and you will get updates. And there's different rates of those updates. So they're called a slow ring, and a fast ring, and a canary ring. And I would suggest you never want to be in the canary ring, because that's whatever random build happens to show up that day. <laughs> who, knows what, who knows what's going on there? Um, the fast ring is a little more tricky, uh, but the slow ring is about you know, a, month behind, a month after it goes to canary, goes to fast, we fix a bunch of bugs, and it kind of goes up to the slow sure, ring. So sure. the slow ring is where we tend to tell people to, to stick. And that's actually, honestly, my machine at home runs on, on the Insider slow ring, and okay. I don't, I, I've only had one issue, and it resolved itself later, so, um, and nothing, nothing uh, detrimental. And I'm not saying that's going to be true all the time, but there's always, there's always challenges with free release software, but that's actually how we do that now. And, uh, and so anybody can sign up, and any, anybody can get access to it, and then we, we send out um, summaries of what's what's new. So okay. the part around accessibility, we'll say, hey, here in this build, here are the four new things, or here's the right. you know a few you know top bugs that we fix. We don't say every bug because we don't have that much time to type all the bugs, but we certainly do. We certainly do that based on you know, hey, here's user feedback that this is happening and whatever. So it's um, awesome. We should pick a computer at work, Steve, and dedicate it. You think IT is going to last? You well, have computers that aren't on iTunes yeah, watch list. You honestly, the other option is just dropping a VM. Okay. Virtual yeah. machine, yes. Put in a VM. Okay. So we have several, we have actually have several people that uh, do that today to test with us. They're like, yeah, just put in a VM. Okay. Um, so, you know, yeah, it's, just, it's an option. Okay, cool. That's uh, great. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah, anything, anything else? I, I get a lot of feedback from people because I work with people with low vision and blindness as my wheelhouse. That's and awesome. I give out the Microsoft Disability Help Desk number all the time to people. Oh, yeah, because people great. call me, they think because I'm the teacher, right. that I'm also the tech person, and I tell people... You're not? There's, no. <laughs> so, you kind of are. Well, I kind of am, but what, I hate when things don't work. Well, it's kind of like when I get the question, it's like, tell me about Excel. I'm like, I don't work on Excel. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they expect <laughs> you to know everything. Yeah, right? that's great. Though. I, I get so much positive feedback about that, the uh, Accessibility Help Line oh, good. from people. They love it. Good. I've used it a couple times. It's been good. Um, so I just wanted to share that that's, uh, I've gotten nothing but positive feedback about that. Great. That's very helpful. Awesome. Anything else I can help you all with? Questions, comments?
Um, we're, very, we're very excited about what you're doing with um, narrator and magnifier. I'm a JAWS user. Yeah. And um, I'm afraid to go to narrator, but after sitting through the class yesterday, and when I go back, I'm going to dive in. Give it a shot. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll just complete transparency. We don't do everything that JAWS does yet. Right. It's just we're not there. Right. Our, you know, our goal really is about um, can we do email-based email. We do know, again, transparent. Uh, with uh, Outlook, we know it's more sluggish than people would like, and mm -hmm. we are actively working on that. We didn't get quite as far as we wanted to, but uh, the next release after this will uh, most likely have some noticeable improvements. Very so cool. we're excited about that. So um, Outlook's getting better. Uh, even there were some subtle things yesterday where one period space, we would say autocorrected to one. We want to take another rev on that experience for the next release, but mm -hmm. you know, we, we, what we're doing is we're looking at people doing email, like, well, what are the things that you can't really know about? You don't know about start and end of numbered lists. You don't know that they indent or don't indent and all those things that visually happen. Um, and so we're kind of working on that. Uh, a lot of things around the corrected, autocorrected, those sorts of things. We've got new sound schemes coming up in this upcoming release. So we've got a lot of feedback that they're a little harsh. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, and the nice thing too is that if you're using Narrator, it's the Windows key, or sorry, Narrator key, so Caps Lock, mm -hmm. um, uh, Control F for feedback. And the reason we do that specifically for feedback is that it automatically fills in all the Narrator stuff. You can type in your comments, and all the stuff will be filled in. You can just send send it uh, send the bug to us. It gets routed faster to us. Nice. Or you can hit Win key F, and you can fill in a few more pieces of data. It's fine. Whatever it does. The thing we don't do on the narrator one is that we don't auto take a snapshot because most people don't recognize that there might be a snapshot being taken if you use Windows key F. Even though it's in there and you can see it, and if you tab to it, it'll tell you there's a screenshot. And if you disable the screenshot, mm -hmm. people are like, I didn't realize this in a screenshot. Okay. Great, that's true. Uh, so we try to tell people and inform them, but people have still been upset by that, which I get. Because you know you don't know what's on your screen when you're snapping that thing necessarily. Sure. So when we when you do the caps lock control F for again Windows narrative feedback, uh, we just we don't do the screenshot by default. Gotcha. So. Do you ever travel to? Uh, I mean, I know you're here at this conference, but do you do this like at our facility? We're not this. Where we serve people with all ages, all abilities, and sometimes we. We put on our own like presentation days, yeah. And we're thinking of doing one in the fall for our all vendors, right? And having some speakers and things. Do you guys? Uh, some people do as a as a one off. Uh, my my day job actually is a, I'm a, what's called a program manager, and so I spend the time working on the features for narrator, and so that's really most of the time I'm busy building what's coming up six, eight, sometimes twelve months down the road. So. Uh, so generally, we don't we don't do um, we just do specific conferences just because sure, sure. we'd always be on the road and, and not doing products. So, right. But there is a group that just do some of that stuff. Um, but the kind of, anyway, the the central accessibility team does do some of that work. Okay. Um, so, but that's well, not. I'm sorry, I would have made a question because I'm not that central. Uh, but it's about traveling. Like, do, do they do some conferences? I say it depends on the basically the scale of conferences, but some people do. Do one-offs like I've done some one-off conferences. Yeah, we travel to some of the certainly the large like CSUN. There, the rest there's our counterparts are at NFB now, right? Uh, doing right. the same yep. same kind of deal. Um, CSUN, we have representation like at uh, 